What's up, everybody? My name is Julian. And I'm Christina. And welcome to The Download, the podcast that lets you listen in on conversations that typically cause tension between people, and my wife, Christina, and I are going to have them. No topic is off limits. This is as real as it gets. And remember, there are two sides to every story. Thank you for listening. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of The Download. As always, I have my beautiful wife, my one and only, ain't no side chicks up in here, my one and only, Christina Lowe, everybody. <laughs> wow, you get that off. Okay. Go. Hi, honey. Hi, Thank you for you that doing? amazing intro. No side chicks up in here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. Yeah, man. Listen. Very honoring. Listen, like, listen. I love you, girl. I love you. All right, love you too. I'm excited about this week's episode, though. I feel like this is the one I wanted to do You've first. You've been itching to do this, but one. I need to like. I had to deal with some issues in my soul before I, <laughs> that before we talked about this episode because I wanted to be less mad or less frustrated with how we approach this one. Yeah, because this is this one's gonna be deep. This week's episode is tell the truth. You love cancel culture. Tell the truth you love cancel culture. Um, If you are not aware or you've been under a rock or living, (laughs) you know, living in a cave for the last three years, cancel culture is a thing in America. And what cancel culture is, is that when you do something that the mass amount of public perceived to be wrong, you become what they call canceled. Gina Carano canceled from The Mandalorian because of some things that she posted. The Mandalorian, grown people are still watching uh, Star Wars stuff. But um, they canceled her. Donald Trump was canceled from all social media platforms because of something that he said. And so there's a lot of people out there, you know, especially in the church world, saying cancel culture is not kingdom culture and we don't cancel people. Mm. But I think we actually love cancel culture. Yeah. We just don't like when people are canceled. That have our same views. Oh. So anytime that you well, bring up cancel culture, you are typically good. talking about someone who got canceled because, and you agree with them. Because we never complain when someone gets canceled that we don't agree with. Mm. We like for those voices to be silenced. I'll give you an example that a lot of Christians right now and conservatives are getting canceled because the face of conservatism, which was Donald Trump, was um, said have said so many vile and hurtful things that everyone who would vote for him, um, there's not a lot of spaces for them to get their media off. So like most media is liberal and conservatives, you might have a home in Fox News or some of the Newsmax and they got to develop their own media sources. So a lot of conservative people would have an issue with cancel culture. A lot of, you know, liberal people who might feel that this gender equality movement or sexuality movement, they feel like maybe their voices are getting canceled and that they don't have a voice. But yet those same people don't fight for prayer in schools mm. because Christianity in schools is getting canceled. So my, what I'm trying to say is if you, if you lean yourself to conservative and you're fighting against, let's say, gay marriage, which we all know what the Bible says. I'm not saying that. But there are other aspects of marriage that affect you. There's nowhere in the Bible it says you can be on your third wife or second wife, but plenty of pastors are. Right. And we don't try to legalize that aspect Mm. of marriage. Right. Right? We don't try to legalize sex before marriage. We don't try to make that illegal. We want abortion to be legal, so we want to cancel the person who has a view on abortion. 
But the issue is that somebody out there is laying down with that woman, and that's the man's responsibility. And so we can make sex before marriage illegal and solve the problem of abortion, right? So we— Are you saying we should name this episode Tell the Truth You Love Hypocrisy? Oh. Because that's what it sounds like to me. Yes, that's a great point. So what I'm saying is where where cancel culture and and our hatred for cancel culture would really shine is when we defended people who were being canceled who had views opposite of us. Yeah. So in the church world, when everyone loves to talk about cancel culture, this is where I was the most upset is, you know who invented cancel culture in in the last five years? Colin Kaepernick. You know who Colin Kaepernick is? He was a black quarterback who kneeled for the national anthem, and he was canceled for doing so. I have not seen one pastor come to his defense. Mm. Not one. Not one say, hey, cancel culture is not kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. Not one. Every single pastor that I talked to, for the most part, everyone unanimously said, yeah, I mean— you know, I mean, a lot of people don't want to deal with that when da-da-da-da-da. Mm. But as soon as right. someone with their viewpoint got canceled, right. then all of a sudden we don't like cancel culture. Right. We're canceling people all the time. Right. Like, and we we enjoy it. So so cancel culture is suppressing the different opinions of other people. Mm. And that is something we have always done. I think that we, we need to address the fact that we love cancel culture. You know who I would celebrate getting canceled? Oh, gosh. No. Who? The Lakers. Wow. Oh, gosh. Oh, Brandon's face right Kicked now. Kicked him out of the Staples Ooh, Center. I wish y'all could see this. I want Laker fans you, to get canceled. I just want to tell everybody, if you have not seen uh, Julian Lowe and Brandon Hunter Davis's back and forth banter on Instagram over basketball and the Clipper, Clippers and the Lakers specifically. I love the Clippers. It is a good time. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon, you got to tell me your handle before I'm, we get I'm off just, here. I'm just growing, At Julian Lowe LA. I'm and just, just growing tired BHD. of Laker fans always bringing up on, titles trying, they won from 1978. I'm trying to get I'm Brandon's over it. handle. Hold on. Okay, it's, you won the championship in 1979. That's great. Jimmy Carter was president. Fine. Wow. You have a great legacy. How many banners do you have in the rafters? Great. Tell us how you really feel, babe. Cancel these Laker fans, man. Tell us how you They're really feel. They're out of control. <laughs> They're out of control. Brandon, say something. Do it. They're out of control. Let's say something. Up. No, we need— yeah. They're out of control. Okay. So you would like for the Lakers to get canceled is what you were saying. Laker fans. Laker fans. Okay. <laughs> Not would, the Lakers, but the Laker fans. Okay. Got it. I guess let's be transparent. Oh, Because obviously that's what we—it's one of our values. Has there been a moment where someone was, like, canceled or you've seen someone cancel and you really weren't going to come to that person's defense? You know what I mean? Like, there's certain scenarios that warrant cancel culture. Like, R. Kelly. Ooh. Like, got all of his music removed from radio. Do you feel like because of his sordid history with women and abuse that his all of his music should be erased? I mean, and no one should ever listen to it again. I, I kind of did feel that way. I was glad that happened. That all of his music, because all of his song was all of his songs were based around sex, and it, that was the act and the thing that he was known for operating in abuse in. Absolutely, like I feel like that was like that was an on time cancellation. That was a warranted cancellation. <laughs> he has actually. I mean, I mean, that's that's a deep, that's a deep one there. R. That Kelly one, did. Low key, R. Kelly did some of that. But I'm saying, technically, 
he say did okay. He We're did that, but I'm saying, but I'm yeah, saying. Have you seen the documentary? <laughs> I understand that, but I'm saying yes. <gasps> all of the evidence would show that he did that, but he still has yet to be convicted of that. Just to so we're on a podcast. If we ever get sure. big allegedly. We right, have alleged. to still say allegedly. Sure. He did that, but we have to still say allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, <laughs> like you did that, R. Kelly. Um, but but what I'm saying is that's my point. We love cancel culture. We love to be. I guess what I'm saying is we love to be the people who decide who gets canceled. So either there's no cancel culture or there is. I mean, I don't think it's that black and white. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. yeah, but but if you look at oh oh now whose phone's going off in the in the oh, podcast wow. room? Wow, Wh- whose phone's going off now? Turn wow. it on silent. Make sure you turn that off, babe. Wow. Make sure you turn that off. Wow, please. That was witchcraft. No. My phone was off. That was yeah. Blame it on witchcraft. <laughs> witchcraft. See, you gotta take responsibility when you mess My up, bro. My phone was off. You gotta take responsibility. I rebuke you, Satan. We My just phone got done talking. We just got done talking to the kids about taking responsibility, and here mm-hmm. you gonna blaming it on the devil. That it was the devil. The devil is a lie. My phone was off. Um, <laughs> In what world? But I'm saying, I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is, <laughs> okay, tell right the on. truth. You, you yeah. see, you just dropped your phone on the ground, making all kind of noise. So, <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what you get. Boy. Yeah, what you um, get? But what I'm saying is, is that who gets to make the rules on who gets canceled, right? Because if you look at, like, if I said this stuff that Donald Trump said, the church would cancel me, right? So who makes the rules on who gets canceled? If, if I Michael guess whoever Jackson has never the loudest canceled, voice, usually. Michael but- Jackson never got canceled. He mm. never got canceled. Mm. He never did. So for me, it's like, who makes the rules on who gets canceled? Either cancel culture is bad or cancel culture. So, so R. Kelly's music, to your point, I get it. We all do love cancel culture because no one is going to come and go, hey, come on now. Even if he committed those crimes, yeah, that doesn't change his music. If that's the case, then America should be canceled. Yeah, America, but I think that— what, Hold on. I'm saying America should be canceled because America had slavery. America, so if R. Kelly gets canceled, then how come it's America, home of the free, land of the brave? That's not been all of our history. So, so I'm saying that we actually love cancel culture because we're not allowed to bring it up when it comes to America. America's a great country. Everybody's trying to come here. But R. Kelly, yeah, cancel him or, or different things. So I'm saying sure, I think who what, makes the rules and do we actually love it? But that's why I think that we should change the title to Tell the Truth, You Love Hypocrisy because I think what you're really talking about on a, on a deeper level is that is the issue of people saying that they don't, that, that something is not of God or something is not kingdom culture and, and putting that out there when in reality there are areas where that is not true in their life. So I think it's more of the hypocrisy of we're saying one thing, but then in another instance we do another. And I think that's what people have had a problem with the church their whole, you know, for centuries, even to this day. Like people have a problem with quote unquote Christians because there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. This one of the hardest things about being a Christian is to actually live out the things that you say you value. Yes, but but in this equality equality movement, give me one person from Black Lives Matter or any equality movement from whatever it is, uh, gay equality, give me one person who says that's not fair, people should be allowed to pray in schools. Give me one person. So there's hypocrisy on both sides. But what I'm saying is, if it was really equality, right, and I get it, 
if you're going to fight for a transgender person to be able to play on the same on the team that they identify on, then you should also be fighting for prayer in schools. Yes, you should be fighting for people that also are being so silent. Prayer got canceled years ago, and nobody said anything. Right, and so then now what it does it creates Christians fighting for their agenda. Right. This person fighting for their agenda, and the reality is the Christians get the reputation for being hypoc- hypocrites. But it's everyone. We all do it. But that's what, when you said who gets to control that, it's whoever has the loudest voice. So if you are in a state that is liberal, like California is, the loudest voice here is a liberal voice. It is. That's why you don't see a bunch of Trump bumper stickers around. You don't see a bunch of Trump, you know, things in the laws. But you go somewhere where it's a Republican state or it's a conservative state, they have the loudest voice. And so, honestly, it's just whoever has the loudest voice gets to— I totally agree with Instead that. of it being— like, again— Fighting for each other. Well, fighting for each other, yeah. And if you want to talk about, like, being a Christian or, or going back to the Bible, like, looking at the Bible in its whole context and not ripping out and plucking out certain scriptures that benefit you and your agenda and what you're trying to accomplish in that moment, but the holistic view, like, the 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 bigger picture and what the Bible has to offer. Can you—yeah. You yeah. Yeah, can you imagine if someone with a liberal a mindset or theology— started protesting that conservatives should be able to pray in school Dude. over equality and that if conservatives start saying, hey, we world. can't just legislate that part of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. Because typically what conservatives are known to do from the outside looking in is to legislate the parts of the Bible that they've gotten right, right. and have grace for the parts of the Bible that they've gotten wrong. Right. And so what I'm saying is if the conservatives start saying, hey, we can't, there's a lot of things that the Bible says about marriage. Why are we only trying to legislate this aspect of it? And I think that's the that's the best, that's a great point. And I think that if we can all stay there, and it's going back to looking at ourselves, right? Like, what what is my part in this? And where do I get this wrong? And where am I not willing to compromise, you know, a law or something like that? Because I've done this, and I don't want that thing to become a law because I've gotten divorced or I've cheated on my spouse or I have done whatever and then taking it to the other extreme where that's because that's something that we don't deal with. We're okay with making that legislation. One thousand percent. Yeah. That- and and I, I get that because at the end of the day, if the other side, the liberal side is claiming that they're fighting for equality, but the equality for the Christian and prayer in school is left out of your fight, mm-hmm. then I'm not gonna think it's really about equality. I'm gonna think it's an agenda and I wanna match your agenda with my agenda, and now we put lawmakers in place to forward our agenda. And and you know what else, too, with that, is that when we were talking about in one of the earlier podcasts about, uh, you had asked me a question um, when we were talking about racial injustice and just racial tension about, like, what do you think people could do? And I said, get engaged. And I, I can tell when people have certain viewpoints that they are not engaged with the particular other side of that point of view, I mean, it's like blatantly obvious that when you are fighting so hard for a point of view that you have not engaged in the other side of that point of view. It's it, So I think if people just get better too at like being willing to engage with real people that are having these real issues or things that they don't agree with. Like if you sat down with somebody who was, let's just we'll use like you have a problem with gay marriage or whatever. If you actually sat down and got in the life of somebody who's gay, if you really got to build a relationship with somebody and find out, not saying that you would agree with that, but would you fight so hard 
to be the voice that is against that people group? I don't think that, I don't think to be fair that the voices are against the people group. I think that people are seeing holes in the equality movement and feeling that, um, you know, I, I went on a golf course the other day and back in the day, telling someone you were a pastor was, I didn't want to tell them I'm a pastor. Right. Why? Because pastors aren't popular in, in the place that I live. So for me, I felt that. Like, they were fine with me being black, but I've been places where people are fine with me being black. But you say you're a pastor. Oh, shoot. Okay, yeah. Did I? How many times did I curse? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right? So there's a little bit of, like, I get w- why people are fighting. I'm saying that I understand why Christians are defending their—because someone should be—they're getting canceled. Like, prayers getting out of school. And then this group of people also feel that they're getting canceled as well. And so then— it becomes agenda-driven. We want that other person to be canceled to exalt our view. Mm. And, and we want to put lawmakers in place that will forward our agenda. In ancient times, there was a guy by the name of Hammurabi. That's what we're naming our next kid. Hammurabi. Hammurabi. And, and, and this is so you know. Call him Hammy By for the short. way, government. Or and, rabbi. So when we say, when Christians say we need godly people in government, government, human government, Human people legislating laws is humanity's idea. It was never God's idea. God's original plan was for him to be our king, and all of our government was through the family. So if you look at the book of Numbers, when God's people were heading to the promised land, God would have been their king. God would have been their leader. And he placed people over the heads of tribes and families. And those families did community together, and those families had family leadership. It wasn't government and people. It was moms and dads and grandfathers and grandmothers and people. And your leaders were the patriarchs and matriarchs of the community. That is how God has designed leadership. I feel like preaching already. Oh. So, so the first thing that the enemy did is stripped the heart of the father out of our nation, the heart of the mother out of our nation, and everything is agenda-driven Because the father and the mother were the most sacrificial identities you could have. Mm. They sacrificed everything for the communities they were leading. And so fast backwards a little bit. So Hammurabi was this king who even before the Ten Commandments, even before God released the laws, he released all the laws. And I don't know them by heart. But I was reading this book and Bible scholars say that Hammurabi's laws were very similar to the Ten Commandments that were released through, that God gave to Moses. And so what Bible scholars looked at was if Hammurabi's laws, who came before God's laws to Moses, if they were so similar, why didn't God show up and say, hey, everyone, Hammurabi was right, follow their laws. And so what he said was, every time a human makes a law, it's designed to exalt that they're right and that they want everyone else to be right like them. So what God came in and did is said, he's not holy enough to tell people what to do. They need to have an encounter with me. And through me, I give the law. And because I'm holy, my laws will be holy. Whenever an unholy man creates a legislation, it is usually unholy, meaning they are legislating things that is their personal. It's just in human nature. And so this is why the word of God is so important when it comes to letting God lead the situation, letting God 
lead the conversation. Because if I don't have a conversation and I make a law without a conversation, then the law is always designed to show that I'm right and you need to be right like me. Now, on a practical level, though, right, because there are we, we are governed by laws in our country. Does that what does that what does that mean practically? Like you don't it's not like you don't go out and vote. It's not like you exercise lawlessness. Like so what is that what does that look like practically? It just means that any legal system that is not based off a relationship with Jesus and the word of God will have huge flaws. And we have to deal with those flaws. Mm. And so then the balance of the people who are at the conversation, I don't think that it should be legal to have the Senate dominated by liberals or or the House dominated by, because it's different mindsets coming to the table and having to agree. Think about a jury, a hung jury. Why? There's so much writing on the line. So they have juries from different aspects. Uh, when there's 12 jurors, they have different aspects. And it's not, by the way, it's not an uneven number. It's an even number. And so if they don't agree and they don't get, it's a hung jury. You, right. There's so much riding on it. They make it very difficult for you to agree. So if there's so much riding on that, what I'm saying is whatever the deliberation on how we come out with laws should be the same as a jury where we get people from different walks of life who think differently. And so much is on the line that it's weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And obviously that slows things down in government when it's that way. And so then now everybody fights for their position to be able to move their agenda quicker without conversation. So that's where I'm saying it can get real bad really quick. And so then now what is the fastest way to do that? Cancel people and put people with my agenda in that place. And that is all I'm saying. The same people who said, hey, we don't want people to be canceled over their messaging, over their conservative messaging. Stop watching NBA because the Black Lives Matter was on the court. They were trying to cancel them. Mm-hmm. They were removing their endorsement. Mm-hmm. And guess what? The next season, that, none of that stuff's on the court because the NBA lost money doing that. Well, you saying that they removed their endorsement. To me, I'm reminded of the scripture that says, they will know you are my disciples by the way you love one another. And so what do you think the church's responsibility is for— for loving one another and not removing their endorsement. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about humanity. Like yeah. I, I'm saying that we all love it. I think the church can lead the way, but I'm saying even when we talk about the church, a lot of people blame the church for things that they do too. Oh, that's real. Do you see what I'm saying? So they call the church hypocrites because the church isn't accepting of people. But yet if I tried to pray in a public school, everyone would tell me you can't do that. Right. So, so I'm saying that we— That's a great point. That, that we're blaming the church for hypocrisy, like the church fathered hypocrisy. Humanity fathered hypocrisy. Right. It's everywhere. Yeah. And so we have to realize that's in our humanity. Mm. When Christians were not a part of culture, they were being murdered and persecuted. So we really did what the Bible said they would be killing us. And it's happening all over the world where Christians are dying for their faith mm-hmm. and no one's saying anything. This is what I'm saying. The church blames culture. The culture blames the church. And I think it's both of us. We all love cancel culture. And until we come together, both culture and church, and say, hey, we actually love and we actually want to be the ones who make the decision on who gets canceled based off what they do. That's what I'm saying. We Mm -hmm. actually love it more than we think we do. And until we address that and go, hey, I want everyone, everyone, 
I mean, cancel culture started with Jesus. Jesus was canceled when he came in, canceled on the cross. And when he came in um, with a different agenda than what the religious leaders and the people of Rome wanted him to do. Right. And obviously he was resurrected. It, it didn't end there. But that's what I'm saying. I think that we actually enjoy it. I actually enjoy it. I get upset when people who think like me don't have a voice or not allowed to speak. And I, I'm not as upset when someone who I disagree with doesn't have a platform. And so I'm saying this conversation for me is about saying, hey, man, actually, I think there's a lot more in me that's wrong about this than I think. And I think that we all have to address that we typically lead out with personal agenda. Like the Clippers versus the Lakers agenda. And that's not an agenda. Mm. It's David versus Goliath. <gasps> wow. And who is Goliath in this story? The Lakers. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. Tell me about it. Is who is this uncircumcised Philistine who dares defy the armies of a living God? Oh, my God! It's a direct quote from the Bible, so I can't get in trouble. We love that. This is great. This is a great conversation. So here, here's where I want to end for you. Yeah, for okay? me. Mm -hmm. For you. Not mm -hmm. for you, for, for, the, for our listeners. Yeah. Is that I want you to cancel culture is wrong. It's just wrong. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It is dangerous. Not helpful. It's not helpful. But I think we all need to start with the people with greater concern for the people getting canceled who have different opinions than us. So if you are a devout patriot, stand up for Colin Kaepernick. If you are Colin Kaepernick, stand up for a conservative. I think the only way that we get rid of cancel culture is when we stand up. If you are fighting for equality for black people and, and, and the gay community, bring up prayer in schools. If you are fighting for prayer in schools, Bring up trying to legislate one aspect of the Bible for this community because I see why people would say that th that's discriminatory. So if you really don't like cancel culture, make sure that your first step isn't fighting for someone who has the views that you have. If we're going to get rid of cancel culture. We have to fight for the views that are opposite of ours as well. Even if we find those views to be unbiblical or even if we find those views, the reality is someone should not be canceled for what they believe or what they think. And we need to create safe spaces to be able to share complete opposite opinions. And I think that that's healthy community. If not, then we get into tribalism where we create tribes of people who have the same school of thought as we do. And we end up excluding other people that don't have that school of thought. So that is my thing for you. Try to be more accepting of someone who doesn't have a different view and never celebrate someone's failure. Um, make That's it a habit really of celebrating people's victories, but don't celebrate. The Bible actually tells you that if you celebrate someone's failure, that God will have mercy on them um, because of your celebration of their failure. So wow. I really believe that we need to continue to honor, celebrate victory, pray and show mercy and grace for people who are failing and get rid of this cancel culture vibe. Love that. Good job. Here he goes. Wow. My wife said, good job. Man, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. We can't wait to... We can't... I'm already hyped for season two. Um, you, hey. We only have a couple more episodes that you'll be listening to, but um, we're, we're really excited. If you uh, found this helpful at all, please share it with somebody. 
the download and, and encourage somebody with this podcast. And like we always say, we love you and we'll see you soon. You always say that. And I always say they're not going to see us.